Hey there, and welcome to week three of Snap Tackle Pod with Dion Clisso. I am Mick Schaefer of KSHB. Dion uh, preps KC. You can see it yep. one, two, three, four, five, six times, I believe, behind his head. Is that right? One, two, three. Yeah, five, six, seven. Seven. You count the shirt. Yeah, the helmet, helmet, shirt. I win the logo war every time. So now when I come on sound off, I can't logo. I mean, I only get the one logo because we do the, it in the uh, studio the- now. It's the palatial preps KC studios you're at yes. out there in Blue yes. Springs. And just off of the distance, I've got my law and order SVU, a good NBC property on USA, yeah, another I NBC property. That. <laughs> I'm in my man cave in Shawnee. So yeah. opposite <laughs> sides of, uh, of Kansas City. Yes. <laughs> this podcast. Uh, but we do so each and every week talking high school football in and around Kansas City, both the Kansas and Missouri sides. Kansas joined us last week. Deanna, let's begin there. And look, of the nine classifications, yes, they have nine in Kansas now because they have six-man football, okay? Is there any six-man football in Missouri? No, no six-man football in Missouri. Missouri only, right? only one class of eight-man where they have two classes of eight-man in Kansas. Yes. So Really, really small towns, a lot of them <laughs> in Kansas. Two classes of eight-man, one class of six-man. Um, none, no, we have no eight-man nor six-man teams no. in, the, in our kind of viewing area. Uh, but of the nine classifications – Five number one teams lost last week, including 4A. But, I mean, St. James losing to the defending 6A champs. Yeah. But we'll, we'll allow that. Well, and you saw Derby go down in, in 6A, and and I I texted. Man, that, uh, that's two straight losses for the powerhouse. Derby yes, game. it is. I texted Matt Gilmore from K-Preps, and I said, did Blue Valley Northwest break them? And he said, no, it's a down recruiting year for Derby. So. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, I mean, I, you know, I think that throws that western side wide open. I mean, Manhattan is – by no means of some kind of powerhouse uh, unless they've been building something out there that I haven't really noticed. I mean, that they've run into Lawrence and free state a few times in the last few years. And uh, they've been handled pretty easily by, you know, teams that were good free state and Lawrence teams, but not world beaters by any means. So we'll, we'll be curious to see how that West side of the bracket uh, does now. And um, really, you know, th- there were the Kansas side was not a lot of surprises. Uh, there weren't too many toss up matchups. I mean, I think blue Valley Northwest and St. James might've been, um, but saying you, you saw Blue Eye Northwest jump out in that game, uh, and St. James answered them. Uh, mm-hmm. We're down to their third string quarterback at one point due to injury and cramping and all that stuff. And uh, John Nielsen's little brother, I think his name is Scott, maybe came out and played for a couple <laughs> plays, a sophomore. Uh, so, you know, I, I think Blue Eye Northwest kind of wore St. James down, especially in the second half. Um, they really kind of Grant stubblefielded him to death, and he yeah. had 200 yards. There was a lot of, I mean, if you didn't have 200 yards rushing or, you know, uh, you know, four, three or four touchdowns receiving or three or four touchdowns throwing last week. I, you, you didn't even make the top half of the page. I mean, 100 yards yeah. wasn't getting it done. There was a lot of great performances last week. Grant Summerfield, 271, 280, depending on who you talk to um, last week. And, of course, the great highlight of him, uh, stiff-arming three different guys and great call mm-hmm. by Kevin White on that from Spectrum Sports. Yeah. Uh, well, it's funny you mentioned the west side of 6A. And normally, like, you know, teams like, Free State and Lawrence would be licking their chops that, okay, Derby's vulnerable this year, but both those teams mm-hmm. lost uh, last week. You have Gardner, who I believe is still on the west side. They got a big win. No, they so, came back to the east side this year. Um, oh, with, they're on the east side. Okay. Yeah, they're on the east side. So it's because only Wichita Lawrence Northwest moved up to 6A. Yep, yep Wichita Northwest moved up. So, no, it, you know, Lawrence, I'll be curious to see. You know, they've got the Thursday night game uh, with Olathe West this week. Their quarterback, uh, Clint Bowen's son, got hurt like three days before so their quarterback had three days to prep for Olathe South oh, wow. and that they only lost by four 36 32 I think is a pretty good Olathe South team uh so I'm curious to see with them and then you know 
Free State lost to Olathe West. You know, it's all the teams that are supposed to be pretty good. Yeah. Took care of their games. I mean, I, I think the the one, you know, you talk about Gardner and Shawnee Mission East, that game turned into a shootout, but Gardner ran out on them really quick uh, and, and scored a ton of points. So uh, I think Gardner's a team to keep an eye on. And then, you know, you talk about some other teams that won games and got wins in week one, Shawnee Mission North beat uh, Shawnee Mission South, and that was 28 to nothing. It ended up 28 7. Yeah. Um, so that's an impression we're going to find out this week uh, with Olathe South playing Shawnee Mission North. We'll talk more about that when we do big three games, but some, yeah, some interesting. But other than that, everybody pretty much, I mean, Baser and Tongi was close, but I figured that'd be close. That's kind of a toss up game. DeSoto and Lansing was close. That's kind of a toss up game. You know, the toss up games that were out there, but then everybody else that was kind of a expected winner, they won and they won easily. Yeah. Except for, well, and I don't know how expected they were. If I had to put out an EKL preseason poll this year, I would have put Blue Valley West. Yeah, that's the one that gets me. That's a there was a top uh, ten, top five team, depending on which poll you look at around the city. Return a lot back from a semifinal team a year ago, and St. Thomas Aquinas took them behind the woodshed. Yeah, and then, you know they they failed the the test that is Aquinas. Don't let them get a two touchdown lead because then no. it just steamrolls on you. Yeah, and that's what happened. And and you know, I think any reports of Aquinas's death were greatly exaggerated. And, yeah. and you know, Coach Strong and the staff do a fantastic job. Yes, they they've lost a quarterback and an outstanding defensive lineman to transfers to the same school. Uh, but it's still good talent there. Uh, they're going to be pretty good. And you know, I, I'm curious to see how Blue Valley West bounces back this week. Uh, but no, it's uh it's definitely that was the game that kind of. I mean, not so much that Aquinas won that it was 31 to seven. Yeah, just and the that, way they did it. Just the way they did it. But like I said, it was 14 nothing right out of the box. And and then Aquinas just gets rolling at that point. And and then you get a big dose of Sean Carroll <laughs> when, yeah. you, when you're when you're down a couple touchdowns and, and he's a load and uh definitely is a is a is a game killer in terms of killing the clock and all those kind of things. So yeah. Uh all right, let's see the Missouri side. Let's start with the uh the Reg Peck Park Hill game. I tell you what, it's gonna be uh Ray Peck football might be must-see TV this year, right? Yes. Because they had a great shootout with Rockhurst the week before, and this one was epic. It looks like the Panthers are going to score a lot of points this year, but maybe give up a lot of points as well. It makes for fun viewing, and that, that thing was a classic. Uh, in fact, I, as we talked before, I had not – when I went on air, that game got done after 10 o'clock. I mean, it was a late game, and I went on air about 10-15. And you kind of – when you to pull the curtain back a little bit, when I'm waiting to go on air – I turn the TV off. So not, you know, in that time warp thing, I kind of, I'm ready to go. I just kind of sit here in front of my focused. computer, focused, ready to go, not trying to do other things. Cause I don't want to be, when they come to me, I don't want to be doing other things. I thought Ray Peck had lost that game kind of said something on there. I didn't say, Oh, it's Ray Peck lost that game. Got done. Turned up, you know, turned everything back on. And I was like, Holy crap. They, they won it 57 to 50 your park kill. You hung half a hundred and you lost by seven. <laughs> I mean, their defense has definitely uh, got some work to do, but Ray Peck is off. Ray Peck's offense is as good as anybody. And, you know, that last touchdown they scored, I'm not sure what park, I guess they didn't want Jaden Doss to catch it because yeah. the guy who caught the touchdown was in the end zone, 30 yards down the well, field. I think they had no one, no Doss. one closer than the line of scrimmage. I mean, everyone's on the yeah. other side of the field. It was, it was, it was a crazy thing. Yeah, Jane Doss going to be our athlete of the week this week on KSHB 41. Well-deserved. Uh, a lot of offensive firepower down there in uh, Ray Peck land. All right, uh, moving up north. I mean, 
Uh, how big of a win was that? How big of a statement win was that for Carney uh, to just kind of put their foot on Fort Osage? Well, the, the onside kick to start the game, got it, and just never looked back. And I think no. Fort Osage was kind of back on their heels. Fort Osage made a lot of mistakes the first week against Grain Valley and still put up 30 points in the one. Uh, they kind of imposed their will. I, they they were not able to overcome mistakes and never got the momentum going in that game. And Carney, like you said, hats off to them. Uh, that's a big win for them coming off a, a seven-point win at Platt County. And then they get Smithville this week, their first home game of the season. I think that's an interesting game. Uh, you know, Smithville beat Raytown by 16 points, beat Platt County by three. Um, this is not the team that was hanging 50 on everybody last year, not giving up any any scores. So I, I, I'm saying that Kearney right now to me is the, the team is playing better. And I haven't made my picks yet, but I, I'm leaning that way with Kearney. I mean, I think if they get that win, they're they're rolling right along. Well, they both have played, you know, Platt County uh, so far. And, uh, yeah, obviously Kearney looked uh, better than Smithville. Early in the season, we'll see Smithville. I mean, it's what you see a lot of times with those – with those teams that just rolled through and won a title and graduated a lot, sometimes you got to tell those those younger guys below them that you're not supposed to, you're, you're not supposed to win every game because a lot of times they'll just keep coming. To, they expect to win, and I, that's a big thing in in high school football. Well, look at Odessa. I mean they they won the title in '19. They probably, if they wouldn't have gotten COVID out of the playoffs, probably could have been the champion. I mean, I, yeah. I would have bet money on it in 20 and then last year with a team that by the time they lost their first game which was week seven I think six or seven and the winning streak hit the like the regular season winning streak dated back to 2017 I think 2017 or 2018 because they didn't lose in 2018 um they were you know they were scraping it together and they were still winning games yeah Uh, there's something in a DNA of a team that wins a lot of games that says, you know, we'll just find a way, even if our yeah, talent is. It can echo throughout, yes. you know, weeks of the next season and sometimes even years. No, absolutely. Um, hey, let's talk about center. I, I was able to see them over the summer, and they looked really, really good. Center's always good. Coach DeLong always has a great team. But, I mean, these guys are really athletic, and they put they put it on Lincoln Prep last week. Yeah, and they've got some size, too. Their, their top 22, 25, 30 are as good as anybody in 4A. The problem is, is there's not many after that 30. <laughs> the numbers are small. Shit, I mean, 4A, I mean, that's uh, 4A, they might be able to done. do that, but if they have any injuries, that's that's gonna you know be their thing. They've got to keep everybody healthy. And the and the problem is they don't have a ton of guys. So even if they're up 42 to 7 on somebody, some of their guys got to go out and play the full boat. There's no, you know, rolling in a fresh 22 to to sit out there and, and play the fourth quarter. So no, they are as impressive as anybody. Jacory Love, 200 yards. Uh he actually tweeted out something I thought was interesting. He had 200 yards, three touchdowns, 260 yards and three touchdowns. And he said his favorite play was, I don't know if he, I, I don't know. It was, it's grainy. It's like a video of a, of a video kind of thing. Somebody fumbled. It was either him or somebody else fumbled. And the Lincoln prep guy is tearing down the field with it. Jacory catches him from behind, forces a fumble at like the 35 on the other side back. and recovers it back. So, I mean, He's a pretty special. And then, you know, Joseph Vick, their quarterbacks, as good as anybody in the Metro. I mean, they've got two skilled guys that could play anywhere right now. Rockhurst, Liberty North, Lee Summit North, they would step in and be those guys pretty much at any place they go. Yeah. Um, Liberty North, impressive over Liberty. Uh, the Eagles have looked apart uh, this season. And then Lee Summit North bounces yeah. back with maybe a, 
Not as convincing of a win over a Park Hill South team, but that's a really good Park Hill South team. Really good. Program. Held them to 15 yards rushing. I mean, that's yeah, <laughs> nothing on the ground. Yes. And uh, I mean, what that's uh, it's a uh, Bartosh there, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it, uh, defensively, at least on North looked really good. Their offense is a little bit better this week and they ran the ball a ton. They had uh, over 200 yards rushing. And I think that's going to be a lot of their signature this year. Uh, so no, at least I'm look, look good. I mean, like I said, the, the offense is going to be, a, it's not going to be Ray Peck or Park Hills offense anytime soon, but it's that once they get it going and they, they can, uh, intimidate and impose their will at the line of scrimmage, which with Caden green and others, they've got plenty of size up there. Their rush attack is going to be really good. And I think Elijah Leonard, their quarterback who played a lot last week, uh, the, the two, uh, you know, Max Ford's the other, um, that they've got good guys who can, they're, they're starting to find their, find their spots. Mm. Um, and then Rockers bounces back with a win in week two. Yeah, I played really well against the Blue Spring South team coming off their first win in um, almost two years. And, uh, you know, Rockers has, has been in a position to win both their games. Uh, they were leading, you know, in the fourth quarter at Ray Peck and lost by a touchdown. And, uh, you know, this week they go to Liberty North. Um, I yeah. think that's going to be yeah. – they're both in the same district. Uh, that probably is for the number one seed because um, I think they're probably going to sit next to each other pretty much all season long. So – like I said, this Rockers team is a, a lot of juniors. I mean, they've got a, they've got some good seniors they really like and are and, and are really good leaders. This is the team is loaded with juniors and sophomores, so yeah. uh, they should be better at the end of the season than they are right now. But they're really uh, looking good right now for a young as young a team as they are. Yeah, check out this run for Rockers the next several weeks at Liberty North, Bentonville, Arkansas at home. Yeah. That that five game series they've signed with uh, Bentonville or whatever at Bishop Miege, Aquinas at home. So. Uh, we'll find a lot about uh, find out a lot about the uh, the Hocklets here in the next four weeks. All right, let's, let's get to your um, big three here, Dion. Go back to the Kansas side and the EKL. Where there's it's almost like there's a big three in that the league every uh, <laughs> yeah every week. You got Blue Valley Southwest at Miege. Think the Timberwolves or something this year? The Timberwolves can uh, can, can knock off a team like Miege. Well, they were leading Blue Valley most of that game. It was tied at they halftime, were. and they scored. Uh, they were up 21-14 going to the fourth quarter. Uh, I think for Blue Valley Southwest, this is a situation where their talent is, is at a point where, you know, they can play with the Blue Valley and play with the Miege. They've got to start finishing. And so this is a – they haven't played Miege in a while. They took Miege off their schedule for several years. And Aquinas. Uh, and so they haven't played Miege in a long time. So uh, the this will be, you know – why they were allowed to do that and the other Blue Valley schools weren't, I don't know. That's their that's their district's politics, and they can play it however they want. Um, but, you know, they took Miege off, and really they shouldn't have taken them. I mean, they caught them at the end of the run, and the last two years it would have been the time to play them. Yeah. <laughs> and now Miege seems yeah. to be back on the upswing. But, but now Miege is back kind of. Yes, uh, yeah, Mac like Armstrong, 300-yard passing last week and a big one over Blue Valley North. And uh, No, it's uh, – I think that – I think Blue Valley – Southwest is pretty good. Um, we'll see. I, I don't know if Dunn played quarterback. He didn't play last week. We'll see if he plays this week. Uh, so that's that's kind of the, the situation there. They've got some injury problems. But this is a game they should be able to compete in. And, and I think in 5A, it's probably going to be them in Mill Valley down the line as, as it gets there. I think they'll they'll be pretty battle-tested by the end of it um, with yeah. the Aquinas moving out. Somebody's got to move into that spot. So I think, I think that's where it's probably going to be. Right, speaking of Mill Valley, over in the Sunflower League, at least from where I sit, it looks like there's there's Mill Valley, there's Olathe West, there's Shawnee Mission Northwest, and Olathe North. Those I think think are the kind of yeah. four biggest contenders. Maybe throwing Olathe South in there in the uh, Sunflower League uh, this year, and we've got Northwest and North uh, right away. 
Yeah, no, it's uh, Shawnee Mission Northwest Maliko Adis, 200 yards, a couple touchdowns. I mean, you know, he's he's a special guy. He's a good yeah, player. And even throw shutout too against Shawnee Mission West. Yeah, and then uh, TJ Porter over at Olathe North, a couple hundred yards. Like I said, you didn't have 200 yards, but you know they threw the ball a little bit more at Olathe North last week. I think they threw 15, 16 times, which for Olathe North is a lot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and defensively, both these schools are pretty good. So you know, I, these are teams that are have a chance of seeing each other in, in you know late October, early November. Uh, it's a fun one. Both these teams are so well coached. Bo Black does a fantastic job. He's really built that into a program to where they've graduated a lot of really good players, and they just keep it rolling. And same with the Latham North. I mean, it just seems like you know you, you got a guy starting at K State as a freshman, but they're right back where they are. I mean, so that's a that's a fun game, and and I like I said, that's another one I haven't figured out how I'm, how I'm going to go on that one yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last on the Kansas side, Olathe South at Shawnee Mission North. North got a big win over a rival and kind of a convincing win over Shawnee Mission South last week. And then Olathe South goes on the road. I think that was the Thursday game. Thursday right? game. Yeah. And goes and makes a statement and beats Lawrence. You talked about uh, Bowen, the, the quarterback, being out for that game. But I'm telling you, Olathe South's got Allen, the, the, K, the newly K-State commit. Yeah. And then they bring back the quarterback, a sophomore that was forced into action about half – halfway through the year last year, but he's got a lot of starts under his belt. This team is going to beat some people. Yeah, Ron Litchfield takes over for Craig Lewis, who retired um, after last year, who's – I saw him on the roster at Olathe West as an assistant coach. So I think he he's – Craig is over at Olathe West, yes. <laughs> some of those guys never go away. I mean, you know, Gene Weir is over at Mill Valley helping out. Yeah, so, I mean, exactly. those guys don't go away all the time. But, uh, no, um, it's really – Ron Litchfield – a guy you're familiar with was at Park Hill South, did a really good yep. job there. He's been in Iowa for like the last almost decade, I think. Uh, came back to Olathe South. Um, that program was in a pretty good sh- spot when Craig Lewis left. He, he kind of weathered some storms there. The, co- the, the pandemic was not kind to Olathe South. Uh, a lot of kids who kind of scattered out of, out of the school and to other areas like Lewisburg and places that were playing a full schedule. And so they've kind of recovered from that this year. And I think they're a really solid team. I put them with Gardner in that kind of next level. Uh, yeah. in the in the Sunflower League. And then Shawnee Mission North, I mean, you know, they've been in this situation the last few years where one or, you know, one win is kind of what they've gotten. Well, they've already got the one win, and they look good doing it. I mean, you know, that's against the Shawnee Mission South team that I think a lot of us thought would be better uh, this year. And, and Shawnee Mission North never let them be a part of that game. So I, I think it's a fun one to see both these teams on the upswing in week two have a chance to kind of be highlighted a little bit. All right, over to the Missouri side, you have Grain Valley at Oak Park. Is something brewing with the Northmen? They got something brewing up there? Well, they're 2-0, and they've, and they've beaten, you know, teams they should have in, in Ruskin and Winnetonka uh, and, and did it quite easily. The, this is a group of guys that uh, there are a lot of juniors on this team and, and, some, and some seniors have been starting since they were sophomores. So, you know, Cl- Coach Clemens likes this team. Um, the question is they've got their two wins now. Grain Valley – uh, hammered Grandview last week, uh, a good Grandview team, 43 to six at halftime. Um, and so Grain Valley, after that first week where they did not play very well <laughs> against Fort Osage, bounce back. This is a test for these two class five teams that this is a kind of, you know, second week of the playoff type game, you know, district semifinal type game, teams that are good enough to win their first round and, and go from there. So this is the, they're really going to, each of them are going to find out a lot about themselves. Uh, going forward, even though they're in different conferences, you have Staley at Lee Summit North. You think the uh, the Falcons can and swoop in and upset the Broncos here? Well, they played real well against Blue Springs in Week One. Got down big to Lee Summit last week, and then 
got almost all the way back to tie and then ended up losing by a couple scores. That's a young team, and that's kind of one of those how are they going to face adversity uh, against the Lee Summit North team that's pretty good. Uh, Lee Summit North, like I said, their offense is, is a little bit, uh, you know, still under construction. Uh, so they're, they're a team that defensively may not let you score, but they're not going to go out. Right now they're not scoring 50 points a game, so they're, they're not out of reach. And it looks like Staley can put some points on the board. So for Staley, newly minted class six, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, get get these kind of games. You're, you're, when you get these games that are in your, you know, they're in the league with Lee Summit North, uh, you know, this is a test to find out where they are as a class six program, man. Yeah. And lastly, on the Missouri side, North Kansas City at Platte County. You've got 0-2 against 2-0, but wait, it's Platte County that's 0-2. Yes. And it's North Kansas City that's 2-0. And this is a – these two teams play great games. <laughs> Do they? Uh, in the past, uh, it's been shootouts. There's been some shootout games. I don't know if either one of them can get to 21 points on Friday night because both their offenses are struggling. Uh, you know, Platte County is really kind of a we're going to run the ball and, you know, play a lot of defense. And if you want to talk about D1 defensive line talent, this is your game. You've got a Tennessee commit from Platte County. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got an Alabama commit and a Oklahoma yeah. commit at North Kansas City. So Unreal. the defenses will rule this game. I think if you kick a couple field goals, uh, you know, it might be like watching the Iowa game on Saturday if you were forced right. to do that or forced yourself like my wife did and yelled at the TV the entire time where the defense outscored the offense and they won seven to three. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's a, there, there could be a safety or two, uh, in this game. So it's, uh, it's, like I said, they always play great games. Um, they played in the playoffs last couple of years. So this is a, definitely a game that, uh, and they, the, the one thing that makes it great too, is both coaching staffs really like each other and respect each other and, and enjoy the game. They enjoy yeah. that challenge when they get together. Listen, I've watched enough Iowa football. I know bet the under, okay. It's now legal in Kansas. The, the funniest other. part about that I don't, advice I don't, with the uh, Hawkeyes, I don't want to go too deep into the Iowa, you know, wormhole, but as I'm walking upstairs and I, they're By just, the, way, the game is Bruce just getting, getting a on. ton of playing time. Yes. He's getting a ton of playing time and he's looking good there. I'm walking upstairs and they say something effective. Well, with the new look offense, well, not really new look, but some new wrinkles they've thrown in. They feel like they're going to score more points. And I was like, Oh my God, they're just cursed. I was like, I, in my head, I was like, they're not going to score any points in this same game. Same quarterback as last year. So it's the same quarterback, same offensive coordinator. So, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, advocate for anyone's firing, especially a father and a son combo up there in Iowa. Uh, but uh, I can tell you right now that if uh, my wife had a vote, uh, there would be a new <laughs> offensive coordinator at the University of Iowa. <laughs> uh, all right. Before we get out of here, Dion, let's hit on a couple other games um, if we can. Blue Valley Northwest thought it was taken on like the, the, 4A top team in 4A last week. Maybe they're doing it this week as they're hosting St. Thomas Aquinas mm-hmm. again. Well, and and this is the team that beat them last year. So I think there's a lot it's of motivation. One loss. That's right. It's their one loss. And what did they do? They got down 14 points and couldn't <laughs> couldn't come back against. I think they got it tied or got it within one score and never uh never got it back. No, I think it's a good game for both these teams and they'll find out a lot about themselves right here. Uh you know, hats off to Blue Valley Northwest. They only had, you know, three or four starters on each side of the ball coming back, and they didn't look like a team last night or Friday night that uh, was going to struggle to do what they wanted to do. The difference in Blue Valley Northwest as a program, and we've talked about this before, is in the time that Clint Ryder has been there, their change in the weight room and how they do things has made them into a team that can graduate really good players and still come back because 
they they just they replaced a bunch of big guys on the line with a bunch of big athletic guys on the line. <laughs> so I yeah. mean they they have people who can step in and do those things, and so that's really the 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 part with that. And then Aquinas, this is another test for them. I mean, you know, they looked really good last week. Uh, you know, how how do they back that up this week? So, like I said, the EKL's got great games every week. Uh, absolutely. Uh, and then hey, look, Pembroke Hill. That might it's like the Chiefs high school team here, right? That's where Andy Reid showed up last <laughs> week um, at uh, at home. Pembroke Hill on the road uh, this week to to Lincoln Prep. I mean, what, what, how are you seeing that one shake out in kind of small? Pembroke's off, Pembroke's off to a rough start. They lost to Christ Prep, a, a non-affiliated school. Christ Prep is a good program. I don't want to yeah. make it sound like because they're not a Keisha school because they play the, in this like homeschool national championship tournament every year. Um, they lost to Christ Prep. They lost to St. Pius. Uh, this is a good test for them. And, and Pembroke Hill Lincoln Prep has been a, a a game that's gone a long time. They like to play that game. Um, these two schools have played each other. Uh, I think it's it's a good it's a good game for Pembroke Hill to kind of see yet another different type of team that they've seen so far. And for Lincoln Prep, they've got a chance to bounce back after after what was a, a really, I'm sure, disheartening loss because they were never really a part of that game. They got down early and and Lincoln Prep just, I mean, center just ran all over Lincoln Prep. So uh, both these teams are looking to bounce back in a big way this week. Um, all right, Friday night's the place to be, KSHB 41 and PrepsKC.com. Any other games? I've, I've looked at the schedule. Uh, I kind of know where we're going. Any other games that you'll be sending stringers out to? Um, we got uh, Blue Spring South. we got somebody there. Um, then they're big three. But, uh, no, we've got uh, – we, we had a great week last week. Uh, looking forward to this week again. And, and I know that, uh, you know, we'll have, we'll have Rockers and Liberty North coverage, of course. Uh, yeah. and so that's, that's a, one of those games you gotta, you gotta make sure that's somebody's like, how's that not a big three game? Well, Liberty North and Rockers can't be in big yeah. three games every week. It's not fair to everyone else. And there's plenty right. of games that can, yeah. that deserve the highlight and the spotlight as you know, we talk about like a shot mission North, they have not been in the big three very much in the, in the last yeah. 10 years. And so there's a good chance, chance for them to go and spread, and the, love. spread the love and, and who knows, get another win and, and, uh, go to an on the season. Yeah, and we also have um, uh, St. James at Blue Valley. We'll have a KSHB 41 as as well, top, kind of top 25 match, two, two quality teams just playing that EKL. Yeah, we'll have live stats from that game, and uh, that's one of the great things. We've got live, about half of our games right now um, have some form of live stats or or after the game is over, um, yeah. they they find their Wi-Fi and, and it loads in um, after the game's over. So, yeah, it's it's kind of fun to see that. And, of course, our, you know, our Twitter handle um, – we're a little more active with that on Friday nights to kind of, you know, point you in the right direction, let you know what's going on, uh, let you know where we're at out, out there. So follow us at preps KC on Twitter. And um, I'm telling you, it's a great thing to chew up the, I don't know, 45 minute half times we have in high school football. The first thing once I, I'm at high school games every Friday night, once that second quarter clock hits zero, all the dads, all the moms to pull their phones out, go to prepskc.com <laughs> and just take a look. At school, you got plenty of time. I mean, they're, they're at halftime as well. It's not like this is these, you know, it's an hour delay or anything like that. You guys are so good at getting the scores updated. And everybody's like, oh my gosh, do you see what this team is doing? I can't believe they're losing to this team. It's a fun way for like 10 minutes. We're just scrolling through scores just to catch up and see what's going on in the rest of uh, the high school world. And I know that's going on in bleachers and stands throughout the city. Yeah, the first 25, 30 minutes are a little crazy as you try and just get a handle on, you know, 
is everybody tweeting or you know live statting or how, how you know because there's there's some usual offenders that it's tough for us to get scores from yeah and so we have to kind of hunt them down and even though we you know we try and work with them as best we can but uh some of those you know are getting better um hats off to sumner uh they were taking they were tweeting out pictures of the scoreboard at least a couple three times during that's the game right. so good for them that's all that's all you need just all a little scoreboard need. shot Hey, if you do it four times, you know, a night, that's fine with me. I mean, yeah. that's the, you know, that's the, bare, that's, you know, quote a, a, a line for the, you know, th- that's the bare minimum. And, uh, but the we encourage amount of flair we need the right minimum of flair, but we, uh, we encourage you to do more. <laughs> yes, exactly. You can do more. You can always yeah. do more. <laughs> we appreciate that. Uh, but no, that's awesome. It's a great, uh, great thing Friday night. And it makes um, those nights even more. Yeah, just go- Anything else, Dion, before we get out of no. here? that's it right there and you get it on the app or prepskc.com on your on your phone your browser i mean it's all it's all web friendly i mean it's all phone friendly so that's the the beauty of that and even if you don't have the app you can you can go right to prepskc.com on your oh, phone cool. i just go to the uh, the uh, internet i go to my safari it's <laughs> yeah. a way to do it all right dion thanks so much for the time thanks to you for watching we'll see you next week right here on snap tackle pod